0: If you are not an international speaker and you've always wanted to be, uh, now is a great time to do that because you just need to click on your computer and voila, you are an international speaker.
1: The Welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm RV Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients. And I am so excited to bring to you my guest today, Lisa Reed, because Lisa Reed is a fellow public speaking trainer and speaker herself. So I'm so excited that she is going to be here today sharing with you how you can be a million-dollar speaker. Now, Lisa Reed, as a speaker who has booked over and delivered over 500 talks, Lisa coaches speakers on how to get booked and stay booked. She is passionate about teaching speakers how to get their message heard so they can make a massive impact on those who can benefit from their expertise. Um excuse me on this segment she will reveal the number one secret to getting booked and staying booked so please help me welcome to the stage Lisa Lee I'm so so excited to have you here with with me today. So why don't we jump in? Because I know you said you've given over 500 talks. So you are experienced as a million-dollar speaker. So one of the questions I love to ask my guests is, what do you think the characteristics are of a million-dollar speaker?
0: I think the characteristics are, well, there are a lot. But I would say confidence, expertise, mm-hmm. and I think there's a charisma or energy that is sometimes unexplainable that occurs. There's like this transformational energy that occurs between that speaker and the audience that is just the audience is drawn to that. And that speaker also gets a high off that, right? There's this flow and and beautiful reciprocal energy exchange between the speaker and the audience that is also a little unexplainable. So those are the things that I think.
1: It's that connection and it's a true connection. It's not just kind of, touching people, but that true like heartfelt connection between the audience and the speaker. And that is, yes, that's what makes a million-dollar speaker, but that is something that is a gift for the speaker to have. Now, is that, Lisa, though, something that speakers can learn? Can they learn how to have that heartfelt connection?
0: I think so, but it also comes from a desire. And it also depends on what style of speaker you are. I mean, if you have expertise that's really uh, super duper valuable to a limited amount of people, like you may not need that charisma. Like they're like, well, we need the information. So that doesn't have to be, I guess I would say it's more like my favorite type of speaker has that quality. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that gets charisma, because I'm not sure if charisma is something that can be taught. I think connection is. But charisma, I believe people can develop it themselves. I think by loving on their audience, that's how you can have charisma. If you don't naturally born with that charisma, like there's some speakers out there. I know if if you remember T. Harbecker, he just had that charisma. Tony Robbins has that charisma. So don't feel bad if you feel like, oh, I'm not born with charisma. You can develop what's really close by loving on your audience. So very good. Thank you, Lisa. Now, again, Lisa, you are a public speaking coach, as I am. So why don't you tell everyone how you got started in teaching people how to to get their message to the stage?
0: Thanks, Arvi. Yeah, I started as a professional speaker at the age of 40. And I was hired by a personal development company to fill their weekend workshops. I would fill about 10 a year with about 30 people in them, all through speaking. That's what I was hired to do. And I will tell you, I loved it because I love the topic. I knew that if people enrolled in this workshop, it was going to make a big difference in their life, right? So I I always say, like, those are the kind of, if you have something you're excited about, And you know, it's going to benefit other people. You already got a check, check, like, yes, win, win, right? And so I, my first year as a speaker working for this company, I booked over 80 presentations or speaking engagements within the first year in the local area, okay? So this is when people say, oh, you know, where would I speak? I don't know. I'd have to travel. No, you don't. I mean, unless you live in a super duper tiny small town and there's no one around. Yeah, maybe. But if you live in a, you know, somewhat populated area, you'd be surprised how many places there are to speak. And at that same time, around that same time, I had created an organization called the OC Speakers Network, because we're here in Orange County, California, or now virtual, but you know, that's a whole nother ball of wax. And speakers were constantly asking me, how did you get these gigs? Like, how did you get that gig? How, what did you say to them? What, how, how, how? And that is literally why my company is called Get Speaking Gigs now because they weren't asking me how did you create your talk or um, how did you deliver to the audience. They were already like they love speaking. It wasn't yeah, that wasn't that wasn't on the table. But it was like I don't know about you, RV, but any speaker that I meet, what do they want more? They want to get on more stages, yeah, more
1: stages.
0: <laughs> so I started paying attention to the things that I did literally like. Boots on the ground. What was I saying? What was I doing to get those kind of results again and again? Because I would average about 60 speaking gigs a year. Again, not traveling, which was my particular strategy. I, I enjoyed that. And that's how it started.
1: All right. So now we have to ask that million dollar question. How did you get those 60 speaking engagements? What did you find out? What are the secrets? We're pulling back the curtain here. <laughs> Yeah, so the something tell us yeah. how you got to 60 so quickly and, and it looks like you did it without any you know trouble it is like a piece of cake so that's what people want to know because they don't like to pick up the phone that's what i have found out they don't want to pick up the phone and make those phone calls so either you know how did you do it and if you, they did pick if you picked up the phone how do we make it easier for yeah. our students
0: well, there's there's a lot of answers in, the, in that question. And the first year I was pounding that pavement. I mean, I was hustling. I was calling. I was looking under the rocks and the looks and the crannies, right? Okay. So it didn't just happen because I wished it to happen. All right. Which I know sometimes the listener is like, can you just give me a magic bean or a magic wand and like make them all, like make people call me? Well, I wish it were that easy. But when you're first starting out, you do have to, Make some effort, put some action out there. Yes. So I was not, uh, here's, here's one thing that I have found uh, that differentiated me. I've had a ton of sales experience. Like I managed sales teams. I've you know, started businesses. I've you know, done a lot of sales. That really helped me a lot because I wasn't afraid to pick up the phone. I wasn't afraid if someone said, no, I wasn't going to curl up in a ball and cry if somebody said no, right? It was like, okay, Moving on next. And that is a thick skin you create as a salesperson. I'm not going to lie. Not everyone has that. I mean, sometimes that fear of that no, or what if I don't know what to say, or that can stop you before you even get started.
1: Absolutely.
0: So I don't understand
1: that. <laughs> that is the secret bullet. That is the magic pill right there is get sales experience, get mm-hmm. sales experience. Now, what if someone doesn't have sales experience? Should they hire somebody outside to try to get them speaking engagements or not? I
0: think it depends on the person. I think I'm I think how I do it is I break it down so easily that I think anybody could follow my techniques. I'm like, you don't have to have 30 year sales experience. Let me just show you exactly what I did. And then you can make it your own. And and then you can get the results. So I so I would say that first year, yeah, I was pounding the pavement. But my second year, I was like, let me get a little bit smarter. This doesn't need to be that hard. And and that'll go into that the big secret reveal I'm going to share in a moment. But So you don't have to live like a cold calling machine as a speaker, just bottom line. Right. But if you're not going to do cold calls, you do need to learn how to play with others, which RV, I know you are an expert in, right? It's like, if we go back to like kindergarten and you're the kid who's like, I don't want to play with anyone. I don't want to share my toys. I don't want to. Well, you're probably not going to have any friends. (laughs) (laughs)
1: especially in this industry. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's recap that. So um, good to have some sales training, but not absolutely necessary. You broke it down to where you've got step-by-step. So someone without sales training can do it because I, you know, the last question was about, should we have someone else do it? And I, I, you know, I don't know what your, what, you know, the answer exactly was, but my feeling is, is no, Number one, because they're not going to sell you like you're going to sell you. You may not know your speeches inside and out. And when someone says... Well, we don't like that one. How are they going to come up with a new title or a new topic on the fly? You, you know, that kind of thing. So I always recommend to my students, especially in the beginning, until you're, you know, up there with the, you know, maybe the A plus speakers that, that they're so busy, they can't make the calls. But otherwise, in the beginning, I do recommend that you call at least. Find out what you are, what you're asking your virtual assistant or some yes manager um, can do. But I've people speaking managers that have called me, and I know you know that they're a speaking manager, and I've asked them questions, and they gave up too soon. Mm-hmm. They gave up too soon. So again, I recommend that you, you. Yeah, they don't
0: have the skin in the game necessarily. For me, uh, so thank you for that because I. I had answered a different question and didn't answer that one. I definitely believe that when you have that skill, which is why I, I teach it, you can use it forever. Like no matter what, if you change industries, if you move to Tennessee and you used to live in Texas or whatever, you can just pop right into that new area and start the, hit the ground running when you have that skill. Also, if you teach a VA or an assistant or somebody to do it for you, Then if they leave, you can teach another person to help you. So if you don't know, though, you're feeling like a little, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't. And then you're going to stop. So I think it's very empowering to know how to get yourself booked.
1: Amen. Amen, sister. Now let's talk about not only getting booked, but reaching, reaching far and wide, especially now that we can do it virtually. Yes. Tell us a little bit about how you help your clients get on more stages that are further reach, like maybe yeah. other countries or other states. Talk, let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Well, here's a great tip. I mean, this is so timely, Right. If you are not an international speaker and you've always wanted to be, uh, now is a great time to do that because you just need to click on your computer and voila, you are an international speaker, right? If you want to speak in, uh, like we're in US, so maybe you want to speak in Canada. Okay, that's start networking and asking for referrals to Canada, which is what I did. I hadn't spoken in Canada before COVID had hit because i did most of my stuff virtually, or um, excuse me, locally. And so I was like, oh, what a great opportunity. Now I can be an international speaker. And not only did I have one international speaking engagement, because I had asked and planted seeds and talked to people and told people, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Do you know anyone who runs a group or invites speakers? These are all like bonus tips. We're just sprinkling all these bonus tips in right here. Then not only did I get one, but I got two, but I got three, you know, and And it's that easy. And that's not cold calling. Okay. That's just putting it out there. If you don't ask, you don't get.
1: That's right. I always tell people, if you don't ask, the answer is already no.
0: Yeah. You got it, you
1: got (laughs) it. Ask, you might as well ask. All right, and so then the last part of this is how do you make money? A lot of people are going, okay, that's great, Arby and Lisa, you know, we can go out there, we can, (laughs) but how do we make the money? How do we grow our business? So let's talk a little bit about the revenue piece.
0: Well, I always say you're not born from the womb knowing how to sell from stage, right? Like it's not something you... (laughs) <laughs> it is a learned technique, and I will say that practice is very huge. A lot of times, people will see other speakers and maybe they'll get intimidated. Well, I don't have a program like that, or oh, I that they suffer from comparisitis, and then that can keep <laughs> them from, you know, trying to do something. Another thing is if you're not, I'm I'm really big into alignment and 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 your feelings, and when I work with people. I work really closely with them. So it's not, it's not a blanket statement to everyone. It's like, what would work best for your business to ask from, from stage? Is it an actual item or service that you are going to charge money from, from stage? Is it, or is a better opportunity or strategy to ask, give something for free so that you're generating leads, or is it to generate a strategy session so that you can really get to know that person? Like what in your, so this is a question to the listeners. What in your business gets you the most results? What kind of business do you have? Because if it's a phone call and you know, when you really connect with that person on the, on the phone, the offer from stage might be a free session, but then that free session leads to thousands of dollars, et cetera. That's right. Or, yeah, so there's all different ways that you can do it.
1: Now, Lisa, what would you recommend for new speakers that are just starting out as far as what should their offer be from the stage?
0: That's a great question. Again, I think it starts to be like, well, what are, I always say, actually, I I ask that, I say, well, what are you trying to do? Like, what, what are you trying to sell? Why does this make sense? How do you feel about it? Like, if they're like, oh, like they want to sell the thousand dollar program, but they're totally terrified. We can't start there. Do it. You got to stair step that in. You have to, as a speaker, nobody can do your pushups for you. Like you <laughs> are it. Right. You, can't, you can't say, well, can someone come up and do this part for me? No. Cause I don't want, I was scared. No. So no. you have to like get to that point. Now, if you are a new speaker, but you've had tons of sales experience and you're like, oh man, I'm all good and I this program is worth every penny and I have no qualms about it, then go for it.
1: <laughs> and I agree, but so many new speakers, they look, I love that comparasitis that you just <laughs> But they look at other speakers who've been speaking for 20 years on stage and they think that they have to do that and be that. And I say, no, they have that kind of sales experience. Right now, you're crawling. You're, you know, let's just do, you know, do it a step at a time. You don't have to sell from stage until you're ready to sell from stage. So just give something free, build your list. So when you do have a workshop, you've got someone to market to, but start out. Slow, and I think that's so important for speakers to do that. Now, what do you think about speakers or, or newer speakers getting on big stages? I mean, does the same hold true there or does that okay to do as well? I
0: think it depends. I And here's one thing that I have found a, a big mistake that speakers make at times is paying to be on a big stage because they get dazzled and they think, oh, well, there's all these great speakers. And I And if you haven't spoken at least a hundred times, you just really have no business, in my opinion, paying for a big ticket like spot on the stage because you haven't had a chance to test market your stuff right. like you could have the opportunity, but you also don't want to blow it either. You know, you want to be really strategic and smart. And I think that it can be seductive sometimes to think, well, the big stage is where I'm going to make it. And, and that's not necessarily true. I've shared stages with very famous people and nothing happened or what, like it was like that, you know, and then I've, I've, I have this great, opportunity where I was speaking at a, for a small group, it was a private event. I pull up, she gave me the address. I knew it was at her house, but, and it was these higher, higher earners in, um, MLM company. And there were about eight or eight or 10 of them. And it was in a double wide trailer. Okay. RV. And I'm all, okay, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's cool. I think I enrolled 75% of the gals they spent thousands of dollars yeah. thousands of dollars so you just never know yep. okay you just never know where you are supposed to be right.
1: Right. And the key here, I think, is exactly what you said about don't don't get seduced by the big stage and a lot of money. They are great salespeople, the people that will sell you those stage spots. And if you're not ready, you're not going to get your money back. And here's the biggest lesson. There are no do overs in public speaking. So if you do blow it, guess what? I'm sorry, but people talk, other speakers talk, event planners talk. They'll go, and what about so and so? Nah, you know they blew it. They they weren't good. They're not ready or whatever. Years could go by, and you know in their mind, they just think you're you're not ready for the big stage yet. So wait, take your time. You know, get a hundred speeches under your belt. Lisa's being kind. I always say 200.
0: <laughs> I always am like, don't be scared. But like a hundred is, is a, you, you, Right, you got to do it. You
1: learn so much. Exactly. You you really want to set yourself up for speaking success. So the best thing to do is start out smaller venues, work your way up, and you will know inside your heart of hearts when you're ready to step on bigger stages and when you're ready to pay to step on, on bigger stages if that opportunity should come. But I always uh, share with my students to make sure that they really weigh it, ask Questions like, how many events have you done? How many people are you expecting? Because if someone's doing a brand new event and they want you to pay five thousand dollars for a panel spot, I would go red flag, red flag. Yeah. But if they've done it a hundred times, you know, it makes you know track records really speak for that. You want to do events and pay for events where you will get some ROI mm-hmm. from that, and not just exposure, but some ROI. So. Lisa, now I know you've been talking about the magic of getting booked and we've been talking about getting booked. So what is something that you can share with us that will help our listeners with getting booked on more stages? Don't you have a little something? To- I have a
0: secret. This is my number one secret that has gotten me over, you know, booked again and again. I average 60 speaking engage, engagements. Geez, I was going to say gigs or engagements. Um, a year for the last eight years, and it's large in part due to networking with other speakers, which we were talking about before the show. And I have a thing called the speaker soulmate system where you find your speaker soulmate. My particular speaker soulmate, I'll explain what that is, um, has generated over 100 speaking engagements for me. This is a free easy way for you to maximize uh, your speaking engagements without the cold calls, right? Without the cold emails, you get that red carpet rolled right on out for you. And again, we're talking about being nice to other people and playing well with other people, right? So a speaker soulmate, in my opinion, is someone who speaks about the similar frequency as you. So if you're new, find someone who's new but they're super excited about speaking and you're super excited about speaking. So you go off and you do your thing and then you share your toys with each other. You share your leads with each other and you introduce each other. Get to know that person, take their workshop, see them speak, watch their video, whatever, whatever that that looks like. But it also needs to be someone that you know, like and trust. And I'm gonna say that's obvious, but like this is your inner circle, right? You meet tons of people out networking, but this is like your close- like your best friend, inner circle type thing. So you need to be able to respect that person, rely on them and and know that they're going to deliver because you are putting your name out there saying this person is, is great. You should bring them in. So you need to have that trust level.
1: Absolutely. And I've been doing that with some of my speaker friends. So this is gold. This is worth millions, everyone. So uh, again, a speaker soulmate, is someone that's another fellow speaker and you are going to change and trade speaking engagements, places you spoke, you're going to share them with them, places they spoke, vice versa. So maybe in the beginning, it's only going to be chambers of commerce and rotary clubs. So what? The key here is to what? Double, quadruple your speaking opportunities. Later on, as you both grow, they'll get bigger and bigger, or you can always switch and get another speaking soulmate, but that is key, that is gold, that is millions. And guess what? Not every speaker is doing that. Right, Lisa?
0: That's right. That's right. That's why I encourage them at like the OC Speakers Network. I'm like, okay, we're gonna practice. We're gonna do some speaker referral exercises. Like let's go. Because sometimes people don't know what to ask for. They're like, uh, I just want to speak more. I'm like, well, where? Like who's your audience? I need to know more. I don't want to just I've got I'm sitting on a gold mine here, but I don't know which piece of gold to pull
1: out for you. Absolutely. That's important. you always want to go where your target market is. Now, if you're brand new, you can go to almost any place. Safe places to fail is what I say, you know, just safe places to practice. But, um, you know, but after that, you really need to keep stepping it up and stepping it up. So very good. All right. So Lisa, If someone wants to, I know you have a free gift, first of all, for everyone. So share your free gift. And then if someone wants to get a hold of you and know more about getting booked and getting on more stages, how would they do that?
0: They can go to GetSpeakingGigsNow.com. And on there, you will find five top tips to get more speaking gigs. You can just get instant access to that. It's your gift to everybody right now. And uh, yeah, GetSpeakingGigsNow.com. There is a button at the top of the website that you can book a call with me. I call it the Rock Your Talk Readiness Assessment. So once you're on GetSpeakingGigsNow.com, you can, you can get all those items. There's, you know, lots of little goodies on there for you.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Lisa. So, again, I will put all this information in the show notes, but just to reiterate, get speaking gigs. Yeah, GL. <laughs> because
0: more
1: than one. <laughs> .com. Yes, because you want more than one. And then again, when you go there, you will see a way that you can book a rock your talk assessment, readiness assessment with Lisa and talk more about getting speaking gigs. And again, Maybe you just want to become her speaker soulmate as well. (laughs) I love that name. All right, Lisa, thank you so much for being on this Million Dollar Speaker Podcast today. And thank you for your brilliance. You really did share some million dollar secrets. And myself and our listeners really appreciate that. So any last words that you want to leave our audience with today?
0: Oh, someday is not a day on the calendar. So if you are thinking about speaking someday, you might want to make it today.
1: Oh, brilliant. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast.